What's up, y'all? Doing a little bit of a special format for this episode. It's Mike and I talking through kind of where we're at, what we're focused on for next year, some of our mission, vision, values, culture, and it's a great time for it, right? With everything that's happened this year, um, there's been some growing pains, admittedly, um, internally with some of our processes, growing pains with adding people to the team. Um, and anyone that's grown anything or been a part of anything that's growing knows uh, there's stuff to work through, and that's never an excuse, but it's worth doubling down and letting you guys know where we're at and kind of the things we're thinking about. And more importantly, our commitment to improving it, which is what many of you um, have known and, and loved us for. And so uh, Mike and I, it, it kills us. It, it hurts us because we're people pleasers at heart. Um, and so anyone listening, um, hopefully you can feel and hear the commitment and just how much we care about this industry, our customers, our team here. Um, and it's something we relentlessly have been showing up every day and putting effort into, um, but it's not always seen. And so, um, you know, I read the Facebook groups. Um, I, I take in what I think is actionable. I take in the good and what's constructive um, and try to discard, um, you know, anything that is mean or nasty um, and not in service of us improving and growing as a community and industry. And so, um, we're more focused than ever in our team and bench is stronger than ever. And we, Mike and I talk a little bit about that as well in terms of certain key hires and folks that you all will see the benefits of as it manifests into great product, great support, great service, um, you know, and anything else you're seeking out. So I would just encourage you guys to continue to engage with us, continue giving that feedback because we do listen to it. We do take it in. We do have a, an evolving process for how to process it and turn it back into action that gets back out to you. Cause all, all we have ever cared about at the end of the day is to see you guys win and succeed. And in this environment, it's going to be even more important for all of us to be dialed in and locked in together on how you can get in touch with more agents, retain the ones you got, sell more services um, to people that need it and really just win market share in 2024. That's, that's all the goal has ever been. Um, and we're continuing to focus on that while sustaining our position and growth in the industry. So a lot of different factors, but I think you'll enjoy this episode. Um, definitely let us know what you think about it. Um, especially what Mike talks about at the end in terms of a little special kind of thing we may start doing. So hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, if you like this episode and these types of chats, let definitely write in the comments, write in the Facebook group, post it there, let us know, encourage others to listen to it so then we can do more of it. Um, but thank you to anyone that's listening. You guys, when you mentioned to me that you listen to the pod and that it's helpful and that it adds something to the industry, um, it, it's what gets me up. It's what gets me to hit record. It's what gets me to keep doing it because um, that's why I do it. Um, so thank you guys and um, enjoy. What's up, everybody? Uh, Kevin and Mike Wagstaff here. It's always a special episode when Mike joins us. Um, we thought it was a good time to regroup and kind of reset the table on where we're at. What's going on, Mike? Hey, we we just want to pop on and kind of remind everybody what we're doing here, what we're doing as a company, what we're focusing on in 2024, and um, just kind of get back in touch. I think it's been a little bit since we've been in constant communication with everybody that's uh, using Spectora, and it's a habit that we want to get back into. So... Like with that said, we, we thought, hey, just remind everybody what's Spectora all about. Like we're still on the same mission we've always been on. We're on a mission to make the best inspection software available. We want to help inspectors do the most efficient inspection possible. And we want to make Spectora inspectors the most money-making inspectors in the whole industry. 
that was our goal in 2015 when we started napkin sketching this. That's our goal in 2023, 2024, and beyond. And uh, if people remember nothing else about us, just know that's what we're doing here. And I, I think the first couple thousand users, maybe first 2000 had no doubt, right? Because they spoke to us, they knew us personally, and we reminded them all the time, save time, make more money. That's all we care about for you guys. And that's what we spend our days and nights kind of obsessing about. And I don't know if newer users understand that, like that's still the case and something we still talk about in every meeting, basically. Well, and it's funny, right? Because like now we're probably viewed as this like big company in the industry and in that we, you know, they're... I don't know what perceptions are out there, but like people should be reminded that like, Hey, we started as like two dudes in a basement trying to build products. Uh, you know, we were listening to inspectors, following them around on inspections and really just trying to understand like, how can we make it better for you? How can we build you a better tool? And that that's the origin, right? It was like you and me, I was coding. You were taking inspectors out to coffee, showing them what we were building and, and that was our first few years. And I think that still is at the heart of, of everything that we're doing as a company. Yeah, we're not some bloated billion dollar corporation. We're not the man or the enemy. I think we're, we still feel like a scrappy small business that's kind of finding our way. So um, let's move on to the V of MVVC, kind of an IEB framework that stands for mission, vision, values, culture. But what's our vision? Yeah, so... You know, we, we've thought about this since the beginning, too. Maybe we haven't been as um, public with it, but we've always believed that, that inspectors can be elevated in the home inspection transaction. We always believe that they could play a bigger part and that they should be more important than, than anybody, the agents, the title company, insurance, escrow, whatever, because we believe they're the most skilled and the most knowledgeable folks in this whole thing. And... That they and they come in at a very early part of the the transaction. So we completely believe in elevating this industry at this industry having a bigger piece of the pie and helping the home buyers with more things, not just, hey, here, here's a report. I'll see you never, maybe in seven years when you buy another home. We think that there should be this deeper fundamental relationship between the inspector and the home buyer. The inspector should be helping the home buyer connect them with products and services that they need, being that source of referrals for contractors, uh, really making the home buyer feel comfortable and at ease in this crazy big purchase that might be the biggest thing in, in their lives financially. And, um, and, and we believe inspectors are the ones to be that guide, that Sherpa, because y'all have the experience, you have the knowledge, you have the connections. That's the future that we're working towards. Um, software is a part of it and, and some of the stuff we're building is a part of it. And I think it's a big vision that's entirely possible. Having, having been an agent, home inspectors care the most out of anyone in the transaction. And I genuinely, I deeply believe that and maybe get paid the least. And so with home services being a $500 billion market, it's absolutely our vision that some of that should be pulled into our industry and distributed among the people that are on the ground doing the work, hands down. Yeah. You know, and we touched on like some of our values and I think it's worth just like a deep dive into like, what, who is Spector as a company, right? What's our values? What's our culture? Because that informs like everything that we do. It's, it informs who we hire, it informs how we lead, how we manage. And um, it, we, you know, internally when we're here at the office and we sit around conference room tables and talk about stuff, we're always saying, Hey, how do we do right by the inspector? How do we make the inspector, that, that's our North Star. How do we make the inspector do better here? How do we make them better? 
because inspectors, you all are the ones that pay our bills. We're not owned by a parent company. We don't exist to serve up leads. We, we haven't been purchased by insurance companies. Like we exist to sell great products to home inspectors. And that's the only thing that provides all of our salaries here. So because of that, we know that when you all do better as inspectors, we do better as a business. And that's incentive it. That's alignment. True yeah. incentive alignment, right? Right. Exactly. Right. And like, if nothing else, I think everybody should always think about where do incentives lead a company? So, you know, and that, and that plays out in a number of things. We, we believe inspectors should decide how they control their data, when their data is used, they should opt in, their home buyer should opt in. If they choose to do so, they should be the ones that profit from it. We, you know, we believe in that kind of that transparency. Uh, as a company, we also believe in communication. That's why we're recording this podcast right now is maybe we fell off a little bit when it comes to good communication from us directly to the people that use our product. I, it, as a company grows, it gets a little messy, right? We have, we have product managers, we have client success people on the chat bubble. There's, you know, account managers now to be point persons for, for, you know, uh, bigger accounts and it gets messy. And we spend, you and I spend a lot of our time managing people inside the walls of an office instead of communicating directly with users. And, and we think that um, that's been a mistake and we're going to get back to a little bit more communication, regular cadence. So just communication, transparency, getting direct feedback. Like every time we go to conferences, like how do we feel? I mean, we're, we're, we're just enlivened, right? We get this direct feedback and we're like, yes, this is why we do what we do. And um and so, yeah, it just speaks to us wanting to continue doing more of that. And in a post-COVID world where more people are not at offices, it's kind of this, it's like a, a reminder and shout out to a lot of the users that have given us feedback. You guys have told us, guys, put out videos more, communicate with us, just keep letting us know. And it's, um, it's something we've learned this year, you know, when, the, when there's good and bad times, there's always lessons to pull out of it. And one of them is communicate more and more often and repeat ourselves just like a lot of our parents did with us growing up. Right. It's like, that's how those things get ingrained in us. And, um, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by that this year to say, man, when you think you're doing enough, do more. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good metaphor to parenting, you know, having a uh, two girls that are four and six years old right now, the amount of repetition that's required is <laughs> it's mind boggling. And you just hope that you repeat it enough. So that by the time they're like in their teens and twenties, something, you know, maybe set in a little bit. And I think all the parents out there can relate. Growing a company is not that dissimilar. We have to keep reiterating it. That's how you build company culture, right? Like company culture is defined as like, what are those messages that are repeated? What is the core of the company that that won't change as we continue to bring in new people? And it's it's been a challenge. In 2023, so far, we've added 23 new hires. That's a huge amount. Like we're up to 60 people, I believe. 60 people that span, I believe, eight different countries, 15 different states. That's a big team. We've added six new engineers this quarter alone, and we're only halfway through the quarter. Like, we've made this conscious effort to reinvest more than ever into our business. And, um, and there's growing pains with that, right? Let's talk about that reinvestment for a second, and then we'll get to the growing pains part, because... Um... You know, I think everyone can acknowledge this year and last tougher times in our industry than a lot of us have ever faced. So many new companies in the industry, um, first real material pullback. And there's a handful of companies 
in the industry that are investing when others are pulling back or, or it's uncomfortable, right? And we're doing that same thing, knowing that there's areas to shore up on the platform all over the place. There's 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 things we've heard for a long time that we're going to get back to, but we're doubling down, I think, on what worked. And I think that's what some customers have told us, right? They're like, man, go back, like double down on what's got you here. And we've always known that, but it's easier said than done when you double your headcount. And I think that is part of the culture assimilation that's happening of, it doesn't happen on day one. People don't know the history. People don't know some of you users when they walk in on day one. They don't understand kind of the connection and the feedback loops and the way we got here. Um, but it's our job to shorten, flatten out that learning curve as quick as possible, right? Definitely, yeah. You know, and when you mentioned how the the broader economic trends that are happening, is that um, is it Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger said, "Be greedy and others are fearful, and be fearful and others are greedy." <laughs> and um, you know, I think to an extent, like we kind of felt these last couple of years, like, "Ooh, we're not sure what's going to happen here." And when the shoe finally dropped, we we're, we're in a really good position to grow during this time and invest when we see a lot of others in the space pulling back, cutting heads, like cutting head count, and um, you know, really investing less into their products. And right now, we're investing more into our products, more into our team. And um, I hope that's like a great sign to everybody that uses us, people that are considering using us, is that we're still on the path to, you know, dominating the industry. That's always the goal. And so, you know, how do we do that when we're growing fast? Like you said, it's, um, there, there's acculturation that's needed. The principles, I believe, are still the same. How do we listen to our customers to improve our product? How do we deliver not just best in industry, but like best customer service period that's already always our goal that's always what we tell the team is like we're not just we're, we're, we're thinking about anybody that anybody interacts with any company that you call for service how can we do better and and then continuing what we internally just talk about is like the give a shit culture every new hire that's what we're every interview that's what we're gauging we're seeing does this person give a shit is this somebody that wants to invest not only in their career but in in this company and really make an impact. And if we don't see that in the first few months, we fire them and find somebody else. And that, that you know, like we believe that anybody doesn't have that, it's going to water down the culture and it's going to make us less of who we want to be. And it's um, it's something that, that we have to be a little bit ruthless. And, and I, I think to a large extent, we are succeeding because if anybody knows our team, no matter what position they're in, they have that. They have that sparkle, that drive to say, okay, we're going to do right by our customers. We're going to try our best. And um, it's it's the thing that I'm most proud of is just like who we are as a team. And anyone listening has probably either been hired or hired someone, right? So when you think about when someone is new to your company or you're new to a company, yes, you might care and kind of like emulate people there on day one. But it could take months before you truly make an impact and do everything well and really proficient, right? And so I think everyone should view this as an investment in people. And sometimes just like when you invest in a stock, sometimes it dips a little before it goes up. And it may be in month five, six, seven, eight, where that person truly makes your experience better. But there may be a time where it's not as great of an experience or there's a mistake and people stumble and make mistakes. And imagine hiring eight inspectors at once. Like if we, if we make this for inspector scale, imagine hiring eight inspectors within a month. Do you think every single one of them are going to nail every inspection, get a Google review, follow up with the customer? Probably not, right? You got to train them. And I think there's 
there's training that's happening. And so there's no excuses there. I think like, it's always our job to train better and to onboard people quicker. Um, but it's the reality of how much we're investing at a time when everyone's pulling, when our competitors are pulling back. Yeah. Yeah. And mistakes will happen. We're human. We have a team full of humans. Mistakes happen. We make wrong judgment calls on things. And we try to have, you know, grace with ourselves that, that we don't always make the best decisions. And we're going to continue moving forward because we have our North Star. We have all these things we just talked about, doing right by our customers, helping them grow their business better, faster, and more efficiently. If we stay focused on that, we're going to end up where we want to end up. We're going to take this industry where I believe it should go. And uh, we just, I, I feel confident in it. Um, but these so people like show up and they give a shit and they're resilient and they're tough. And like this, this year has probably not been easy for anyone. That's fair to say, like we can acknowledge that, but like, just like you guys, our people are no different. They're cut from the same cloth where they're like, okay, how do we find solutions? How do we keep showing up and being better every day? That's part of our culture and values. 100%. So maybe it's a good time to kind of pivot to like, what are we focusing on? You know, mm -hmm. like right now, what are we focusing on through this next year? And um, you know, we, as the company grows, there's a lot of internal meetings that debate these things. They go back and forth. This isn't just, you know, you and I, Kevin, like uh, coming up with shit and throwing it at a wall and people do it, right? There's so much interaction between our leadership team, hearing from everybody that's working on the front lines, informational information trickling up, us having an opinion, it coming back down, back up. And so, you know, where we're at this year, and this is informed by, you know, when we go to recent conferences and hear from the industry of what people are thinking about. And a lot of it is, hey, I'm focusing on, as an inspection company, I'm focusing on efficiency. I'm focusing on increasing my average ticket price because let's face it, there's less transactions to go around. We all got to do better with less. And I think that kind of rings true for us as a company too. So coming into 2024, um, there is going to be a maniacal focus on just refinement of the product. We've been in a, a sprint of adding features for, you know, <laughs> the existence of the company essentially. And we, we believe that this is a time to say, Hey, let's maybe pump the brakes a little bit on new features and really focus on fixing bugs, improving the design, the, the user experience and tech talk of like, how does it feel to be somebody that uses Spectora day in and day out? Are there places we can save you taps? Are there places we can save you clicks? Are there ways that we can um, redesign a page to where it just works better with the workflows that that you guys use day in and day out? And um, so you'll you'll be seeing progress on that front. Nothing drastic that's going to throw off your day and make you have to retrain your team, but stuff that we hope yields quality of life improvements. That if it's you know a few clicks here every hour, and then we do something else somewhere else, that's like oh that saved you a minute there that it adds up to a lot over the course of a, a work week, month, year. Um, we, you know, we're, we're continuing work on the next gen, which is now dubbed V10. Uh, you know, we, we, we can talk a little bit about the name change. Um, next gen kind of implies this thing that's coming up that's still in beta. Now we believe it's arrived. We believe that it is the next iteration of our mobile app. It's version 10. It's on a brand new structure that's going to last us into the next decade. Um, we had to kind of leave the old infrastructure of it. It's kind of like a decaying foundation, right? The, the first mobile app was built on a thing that the development community, the, the tech community kind of moved away from. And so we had to 
we had to stop building on top of that. You don't want to build on a decaying foundation. So now new mobile app version 10 built on top of Google's Flutter framework. It's going to be there for the long haul. It's, it's Google. They're investing in it. And we have this new mobile app that currently, um, I believe around 25% of inspections go through every single day. Um, it's 30, 32% of our enterprise companies. So the companies that are 10 inspectors or more, almost a third of those have already made the switch and are saying they're doing 17 hard. inspections per inspector, basically a month. And so they're cranking through hundreds and hundreds a month on this. And we don't right. hear a peep yeah. really. Yeah. So I think if there's folks that are doubting if it's ready, I think it's time to give it another look. I think there's been things that have improved drastically. Um, it, it's, it's there, it's ready. And uh, we encourage you to check it out. And of course, if there's any continued feedback on it, we want to hear it. Um, but yeah, it's feeling really good. And just like anything in life, when you hear an opinion on it, ask them the last time they tried it. And I, I don't say that as being defensive or anything. I just genuinely mean we were at a conference and someone had a point of feedback on it. And Mike wrote to our team right away. And they were like, oh, yeah, that was fixed a while ago, like months ago. And then we asked the inspector, when's the last time you tried next year? He's like, oh, it was last year. We we work hard every week to to make improvements. A lot happens in that time. So just know it's constantly improving. Yeah. Uh, so what else are we working on? Um, Spectora Advanced. That's something that currently, um, so as many of you know, Spectora Advanced, it's the additional feature set, it's the additional set of tools that help when you want to really grow your business, when you want to automate upsells, because maybe you have a lot of ancillary products or ancillary services that you just want to keep getting out there and, and have it be automated. You don't want to call everybody and say, hey, do you want to add a termite inspection? Do you want to add a radon inspection? Spector Advance helps you do that. It helps you schedule multiple inspectors. It helps you with, you know, everything from pay splits to, you know, who can do what and when. There's a lot of functionality in there if you're a growing inspection business, whether you're a solo that wants to grow the bottom line, whether you're the biggest companies in, in the country using it, something there for everybody. Currently, 37% of inspections on our platform are going through advanced so that's a half million inspections a year. That's like a quarter of all homes sold in the United States are going through Spectora Advance at this point. So it's never been more ready to help inspectors grow their business. And um, it's just in a really exciting place. One update on that too, just anecdotes from the field is from solo inspectors that are saying, hey, I, I don't have to hire an admin now. Um, I'm that much more efficient in my business, worth every penny, all the way up to the enterprise companies that are saying, wow, the metrics everything that you guys have put into it is steps ahead of anything else out there. We're just proud of it. It's been four or five years now. And I think rapid development. And when you, when, when Mike said pump the brakes on features, he didn't say slam the brakes. It's important to note that we have a pod that is primarily focused on advanced. And so um, it's never Let's done. Talk. Yeah. The cake's never fully baked. Right. Right. Let's talk about pods real quick. Cause uh, you know, sometimes we get criticism of like, Oh man, how come you guys are working on this and not that. And uh, I think it's important to know that like we have four kind of sub teams that we call pods within our product and engineering teams. And this might be a product manager, which they're the person that talks to you all as inspectors and really understands like, what are you doing? What are your workflows? How do I translate that into requirements for the engineer? So we have a product manager, three engineers, a QA tester that, you know, makes sure that everything that goes out isn't going to break stuff. And um, and then soon we'll have a designer. Right now we have a designer shared between pods, but soon we'll have a designer on each pod. So that's 
a small team of five or six individuals that can independently work on something. So right now there's a pod that's working on next gen. Right now there's a pod that's working on advanced. There's always a pod that's just there and ready to, to work on the core product, whatever comes in, whether it's refinements, bug fixes, the stuff that folks maybe write in about, and it, we just need some an engineer to hop on right away and look at something. Like we have a pod devoted to that. And then we have a pod devoted to some of that stuff of how do we expand the inspector's role? How do we work on contractor recommendations? How do we work on partnerships, products, service offerings that, that can connect the home buyer with all the things that they need during a, a transaction? And so that's how we split up our team. Um, so four pods that can each work independently, they can each work fast. And, um, and so it allows us to work on multiple things at once. It kind of brings back that feeling of the early days when we were just a small company. It was like me and another engineer just quickly working on stuff and getting it out there rapidly. And um, it, it kind of harkens back to that era where stuff can move fast, but we also have a lot more layers in place, quality assurance, testing, product managers that are really making sure they understand and then they all meet together to make sure they're not stepping on each other's toes, working on things kind of that are going different directions. And so it's um, it's a great structure for this scale that we're at. And it's what enables us to still do a lot uh, at a phase when, you know, often things slow down for companies uh, in the software space. I'm so glad you you brought that up because in a world where I think if one thing's true, the other thing has to be false. I know it's it's hard for our brains to say multiple things can be true at once. And I think it's kind of like not to pontificate on that, but I, I just believe we can do multiple things well. Um, and it is a constant conversation of resource sharing. So when some inspectors have strong opinions of like, oh, all your focus should be on X, um, there's a good reason why it shouldn't be because of future proofing and because of looking down the road. And so we have to constantly be thinking of the now and three years down the road, fighting off competition. But I think one thing's for sure, you want a team of 60 people all focused on home inspection software. I, I, to me, it's, un, it's for people thinking of, of going elsewhere. I don't say this as kind of like a pitch or anything else, but I'm like, we have a team of firepower. We have people that are really going in on this industry and care about it. I don't think there's anything else like it. I really don't. We're a true tech team and platform that is in this industry. And we're just going to keep going. Love it. Love it. So what else are we thinking about for 2024? Here's a, I want to spitball live on the air here. Cause I had too much caffeine a few days ago. I jotted down <laughs> all these notes and um, you know, Kevin and I were like, Hey, we want to get in front of users. We want to hear from users. We want to communicate to users. I think one thing that we failed on, thus far is all this cool stuff that we build. We haven't communicated it well enough. We haven't done trainings and classes showing inspectors. This is how it grows your business. This is how it improves your bottom line. This is how you'll be saying, this is the best value on the planet. I, I pay 10X for this, this software and these features. And so to that end, I was thinking, man, what would it be like if Kevin and I just got on the road and did the kind of regional summits, kind of just small mini conferences, and we, you know, did five, maybe four, five, six of them next next year and see if we can get inspectors that want to come out. They want to learn more about the software. They want to learn more about what's coming down the pipes. They want to meet with product managers and give direct feedback live in person, showing them exactly what they need, what they want to do. And, um, you know, maybe we can get some of the power users, the experts of Spectora to teach how they use actions to increase their automated upsells and improve their bottom line by 23%. 
maybe show people how they automate communication with the CRM platform and help fuel their growth. Can we get these folks, you know, the, the gurus of each region to give little talks? And so I, I'm excited with the idea. I'd love to hear from, from you all, our inspectors, if you come, if you, you know, spend a day or two to come to a nearby city, grab a hotel and just talk Spectora, meet other Spectora users, learn about the product, maybe even give people some new knowledge about the product, ways that you use it that you think are really cool. Um, I don't know. Kevin, I think, are, are you excited about that idea? I 100% love it. And, you know, recency bias acknowledged of, we just got back from a, a great conference in person, but I do think magic happens in person. I do think the, the intentionality around going to the same place to work on problems together and workshop them out. Um, and we can cover a lot in a day or two, whether it's Spectora specific or workshopping, how to grow business, specific outreach, specific tactics to get in front of agents, how to pitch certain features better, like all everything that goes into growing in this business. Um, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Right. Give us your feedback, y'all. I want to hear if uh, if we can do this. If it goes well, then maybe it leads to a SpectoraCon 2025. And we'll Big have the yeah. biggest, biggest conference ever. Thousands of people. I, I, I can see it. Um, all right. Any, any Anything else for 2024, Kev, that we are thinking about? You know, we... We are we are focused on talking to as many inspectors as possible to continue to stay aligned with what you guys need to accomplish to be successful. That's it, and it's a you know, and we're focused on a lot of the same things, which is efficiency, automation, organizational communication, you know, systems, processes, all these things that we me, you and I just think we're boring. We're realizing that environments like this and stages like this, it's everything, um, and so it's 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 creating the systems to consistently get the feedback. And then our internal systems will do their work to constantly put out good product, good communication, um, and just getting better every day. Yeah. Hey, look, it's, you know, it's tough times in our industry. And we believe that this is the time that makes or breaks who's going to emerge as like the successful companies in the next cycle. You know, people that can survive and even grow their business, improve their processes, get things really dialed in right now, man they're going to be the ones that grow exponentially in the next several years. Cause at some point we know interest rates will come down. Right. At some point people will start buying and selling homes at a higher rate. And if you can increase market share in a down market, well, as the pie grows, that slice of the pie keeps getting bigger and bigger. And so we are very focused on helping you all kind of understand your business, understanding the levers you can pull to grow your business during this time. And for some of you just to stay in business, how, right. how can you endure the winter? Some folks I know are saying survive until 25. We'll see if that needs to be the case or if things change before then, but I think it's a good mentality to have. And, um, and so, yeah, we're here, we're partners in the industry. We love being a part of this community and um, we always want to be a resource in a number of ways, software, tools, services, education. And, uh, and we look forward to continuing the conversation with each and every one of you. Awesome. Well, this is great, dude. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for hanging in there and listening. Let us know what you think, and um, we'll talk soon.